You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the PHX, PHNX. Why am I stumbling over that every day this week? Oh my God. It's after 10. Thank God. It's okay. We have a week off from games starting after tonight. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes post game show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters. And before we start with any of this game recap, look at, look at this. Finally, I am beer. They are here. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron Slindy, our former producer. Our former producer. And she was in town the last couple of days, and she brought us these shirts. She had one of her own. We have one waiting for Craig. I know he is just <laughs> yeah, Craig can't wait jumping up to wear his. To get his I am beer wanted, shirt on. We, it, it was a long time coming for. We should have made his I am IPA. That would have been funny. That would have been. That yeah, been I don't funny. think Craig will be wearing his I am beer shirt. So thanks to Aaron so. Slindy yes. for the I am beer shirt. And and as always, our rebuild reminder button somewhere in here. But oh, she lives eternally. I found it, but I don't know which one it is. And one I'm not going to risk it because the other one's not <laughs> the other good. The other one's bad. But if you don't know, did we explain the I am beer? It just goes. Oh, go yeah. watch the Halloween show. That yeah, that's it. <laughs> Leah's costume was beer, and she and just, I said, just said I, am, I. Someone asked what I was, and I just said I, I am, am beer. beer, and it just stuck. So. Was, here, here we are a couple uh, months Might have been later. some hangovers on that show. It was tough. You know, tough whatever. Show. Muscle through it. Well, Speaking of muscle through. The Coyotes kept themselves in this one. Um, eventually lost, but genuinely, I it wasn't as bad as I thought. <laughs> After the first two goals, and Craig even texted us, like it might be a wheel of fantasy night. And that's what I felt. That's the direction I felt like this was going. And the Coyotes kept in it. They kept it interesting. I... I, I this was a tale of many different games yeah. for me. The first period, I same as you. I uh, And we talk about Vimelka. The first 20 seconds, Tampa Bay is around the net. Ring one off the pipe, and I go, oh uh-oh. Oh, my God, yeah. This is going to be a tough night. You could just feel the Tampa Bay momentum. And that second period was awful. It was nine total shots compete between the, the two teams combined. The only thing I wrote down from that period, shots five to four Tampa. That's my only notes from that period. <laughs> Just brutal. Yeah, so it, that, and I thought that was going to play into the Coyotes' favor. I thought Tampa Bay was slowing down. I thought they, they played last night in Denver, an emotional game, a difficult game. I thought that that was going to play into this game as the game wore on. And them not putting the Coyotes away in the second, you go, gosh, there might be a little bit of hope here. And then they come out and score right away in the yeah. third, and you go, oh, shoot, here we go again. 
And the Coyotes find a way to make it interesting. And it's all driven by their all-star again. Clayton Keller was their best forward again. Uh, oh, what am I missing? <laughs> Just, um, well, we got our nightly super chat oh, from Mr. Stalin. Mr. I think they call me Mr. Positive. So he's yeah. right. We need to revoke those two Stanley Cups from the Lightning. What a sad showing. Four to three to the Coyotes. Massive L for the team with the largest wow. Wow. And then also um, PD blue balling the shin sims with long pants and long socks. <laughs> it's a are. different camera shot tonight than Tuesday. Yeah, so if so, I would have had this before, it would have been fine. So the lower third is blocking. The lower third it. is blocking it, so you can't. I didn't even need to bother. Yeah. Like my feet are sweating. Like it's miserable. <laughs> I'm in absolute misery. Uncomfortable. One day he's just gonna but show. But glad everybody's happy. You don't have to watch. Anyway, anyway, back to the game. Let's get back on yeah. track. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and this was a game that could have got away from them early because I thought Tampa Bay had that push in the first period, but they kept pushing, and Keller really had, drove that, yeah. and his line drove that. And I know on TV they talked a lot about Galchenyuk playing with that line. Well, Galchenyuk got with that line a couple of different times because of line changes. I mean, you still Boyd was the center between Keller and Schmaltz, but just a few times, Galchenyuk, either in the middle of a change, that line, um, he got caught out with that line, and it seemed to click for him. That was Galchenyuk's four goals in his fifth game, four and five now. He's finding it around the net, and uh, Tyson Nash alluded to in the broadcast, he does score in bunches, and now he's on fire. Yeah. So right, Great to see from him. Yeah, and right for a break. So hopefully he can stay hot through the break. But Clayton Keller, again, is a guy that you saw tonight offensively, defensively, he back-checked, he made a difference in this game, and he kept pushing the pace of this game all the way through to the final buzzer. And this is what we say over and over and again. If the Coyotes can keep it close, if they're in it till the final buzzer, and they get a chance to pull their goalie and try to tie a game, and they lose, eh. It's the effort. The effort yeah, is there. Yeah, we're okay with that. Exactly. Agree. Um, you mentioned Keller. Let's just go out of order tonight. Why not? Clayton Keller is our DraftKings king of the game. One goal, one assist, almost a second goal. Almost. Uh, the horn went off. We thought. Yeah, in the first period, that, that one yeah. we thought was in. And then you saw the replay, and it barely, like, just one more bit of F, not effort, but whatever the word Yeah, is. the puck rolls force, off the post force. the other way. Yeah, something. It you know, and, and that Clayton Keller was feeling it. He was around the net tonight. <gasps> For Clayton Keller to be successful, he needs to be around the net. Rudo's in our chat, super oh, chat. Rudo, <laughs> with what's Le- like, like we're like the, we are take? like the American League to the DNVRs <laughs> National League. So this is like when one of the players comes to the show, or like the coach, <laughs> like you're in the main. They're scouts. They're scouts in the show. What's my bad food take? Um, I like ketchup on mashed potatoes. Yeah, that's bad. Is that bad? That's that, bad. That is repulsive. Okay, then That's there it is. Bad. That is worse than bad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That is I, something I, a four-year-old. I will Don't say even this. tell Craig. Craig is probably throwing up right now. Because if you if you haven't watched the DNVR Avalanche show, and you should, because they they dive deep in all areas of hockey and around the league, that was asked of me on one of my first shows too. So similar to our hot dog takes, IPA takes, they have. Bad food takes. Okay. But Rudo should be working. Like, these guys don't stop working. Like, well, we take time off and they, do other things. They cover the best team in the league. We cover one of the, the worst. The not the best team? Not the best. Not the best. 
Exactly. And Montreal is going to get a little push. So these losses, like tonight, are incredibly important. Yes, and that's the thing, too. It like, is. When it's important. T- like, I think Tyson Nassim was like, oh, can they send this to overtime? And I was like, I don't. No. I don't, I don't want that. They kept they got the extra attacker on. They scored a goal with the extra attacker. It was interesting. They kept within one pretty yeah. much almost the whole time. That's all you can ask for. And I was in our members-only Discord earlier, and everyone kind of – Felt the same that that's just what you want is just it's effort. a moral victory exactly it's exactly. A mor- that's what this team needs. they don't need real victories because no you don't need real and victories. if you, you will we'll talk to, to Craig later on how a team is built if you want to build this team to be a winner this game on a Friday night in the middle at the end of February doesn't mean shit yeah. it, we don't care no. so if we get the win who cares what's important if you get a high traffic one or two in this draft that can change your franchise for years to come that matters. This one game, eh, they score two more goals. You might drive home happy if you had a ticket to the game. Yeah. Or maybe you had the DraftKings pick of the day and you picked them, maybe. But in the big scheme of things, this is what you want. You want to stay close. You want to be competitive. You want a couple of guys to have a, a good personal individual performances. And you want to stay towards the bottom of the pack. And the way the Montreal Canadiens are playing right now you know, maybe Martin St. Louis, he actually he brought them some energy, not a win, but some energy. You want to stay close. And I know that sounds miserable, and I know it's counterintuitive, and I know we hate saying it, but it is absolutely the truth. The Tampa Bay Lightning were the worst team in hockey. And Craig, if you read his article in today's today's um, gophnx.com, he outlined how they went from worst to first because you draft extremely well. This team is set up to do that, but they have to get the right picks. So there's this, my rant. This, so My rebuild reminder. Honestly, rant. I don't hate i didn't hate this game if i had to say anything about it it was just and let's pull up the numbers because this is where you kind of get a sense a true sense for me it's the shots the coyotes only had 19 shots on goal which is a very low average it's under seven goals per period um outshot 11 to 6 in the first 5 to 4 in the second 16 to 9 in the third their worst shot output this season was 15, so kind of close to that. Only had one power play opportunity. Again, not capitalizing on special teams, but 32 shots by Tampa. isn't. I don't think that's insane. The Coyotes have had way more shots no. against. But this, this wasn't a, a crazy shot, high shot game. Not like even it, a crazy PD side. As AJ either. said in our last DNVR guest host spot, if Amelka is under 30 shots, he's one in seven. So they got to the over 30 shots. So you maybe give him a chance. Um, 19 shots isn't good enough. Tampa wasn't Tampa. Like, let's not kid ourselves. They played last night in Denver, a high emotional game against a really good team. Two of the league's best, one of the best in the East against one of the best in the West. This wasn't a full Tampa squad playing for a solid hard 60 minutes. I mean, Vasilevsky's the best goalie in the world. He's sitting on the bench. So for them to be at 4-3 against one of the best teams in the East, I count this as a win in, in the in the morale column. Great. They can leave happy, go to their nine-day break, showing good effort. It was a guys were all in and they played till the buzzer. That's all you can ask. Yep, exactly. And we talked about Clayton Keller having his game this game. He um, was our DraftKings king of the game. This was his 18th goal of the season. He's five shy of tying his career high, set his rookie season, which, which he's at gonna this do. point he's going to do. That yeah, was, the pace was game he's on. 48 of 82. Um, and he is reaching games by season for Clayton Keller to reach 40 points. This is the fastest he's done it in all of his years in the NHL. So hey. you just continue to see 
that progress from him. Every year, he gets faster. So what happens now, and we talked about Clayton Keller a lot in the offseason, and we talked about his contracts untradeable and unmovable, and boy, Trika signed him. It was too long. It was too much. Are we saying that now? I don't, it doesn't feel and like And has that are. changed I now? I think so. Is he a value player now? And what would Clayton Keller look like on a better team? What would Clayton Keller look like on the Colorado Avalanche? He's not going to play in your top three. So now he's already in, uh, he's still in your top six. I, I think he is in your top six in a, in a good winning team. So now you put him in your second line and you're putting him with better players, giving him better opportunity because you're not playing against the opposing team's top two defenders. What, what's he look like there? So I, yeah, I, I'll give Clayton Keller some credit. I really will. And I'm one of the guys that's was hard on him in the off season. I think he's performing right now, and he's doing a lot of it by himself a lot of nights. So yeah. good on him, and, and I hope for the second half he, he picks it up because one of the things this team has to do, and you alluded to it in, in, in the numbers, is their power play is going to have to get better. Yeah. they got to score. <laughs> yeah. Like it's going to have to happen at one of these. Yeah. One point this team is going to score another power play goal. It's been weeks. So Clayton Keller can help drive that, but they're going to have to have Chikrin, Gossespierre, Kessel, if Kessel wants to get out of here and if he wants to be a guy out of here on the trade deadline, he's going to have to score on the power play. So hopefully the power play picks up. They have some practice days in the next nine days. They're going to work on their special teams. Hopefully that shows down this second half. I hope so. Uh, we have a $5 super chat from Ruler14. Hey, guys, what a game. Moral victory for sure. What do you think about the ASU thing? I, for one, am beyond exciting, excited knowing hockey is staying here. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I think that it, we've, we've talked a lot about the arena, and we're going to actually is a perfect segue for our next arena thing. We have an arena video. We do. But, we? But, but first, okay. the best news out of all of this, regardless of what the PA says or what the owners are talking about, how much money they can generate, and the, the other teams are saying, well, it's revenue sharing, all of those things aside, the Arizona Coyotes have a place to play in the near future. We're not sitting there speculating the Coliseum or Prescott or Tucson. They have a place to play right now. So we can stop talking about all of these other options or relocating or all this negativity. Are there shortcomings with this plan? Absolutely. There there are. And we, we all understand that. But they're going to play in a brand new facility and they have a home in potentially the city that they may look to have a long-term home in. This is a win. This is a good thing. This is a positive. I think the atmosphere, if you're lucky enough to be able to get a hockey ticket next year, is going to be amazing in that building. So, yes, that's good news, and they're there. But this brings up the next point. Leah, who works literally around the clock for PHNX, was at the golf course yesterday. Uh, yeah, so I was there on Wednesday. Was that Wednesday night? See, for me, that was yesterday. Yeah, so, I slept through so uh, the Waste Management Open is going on this week. The PHNX team was out there on Wednesday. We'll also be there tomorrow. So if you're going to be there tomorrow, tweet at me and come say hi. Um, but we were walking around and I look and there is Scotty Upshaw, former Arizona Coyote, and Shane O'Brien, um, retired. Both of them retired NHL players. They also have their own podcast called Missing Curfew. Um, and we were standing right outside the 16th hole. And it was funny, like Espo looked at me and said, do you think that the 16th hole has a higher capacity than ASU. And it does. Oh, it does, yeah. It does. And then we were just talking about, imagine like putting a rink inside the grandstands of the 16th hole at the Waste Management Open. That's anyway. A, that's a great outdoor Yeah, game and idea. I did talk about that with 
uh, Shane and Scotty as well. So the full YouTube clip of the interview is on our PHNX Sports YouTube page. So when our postgame show is done, head over and check that out. But I did get the chance to ask both um, Scotty and Shane about playing in ASU, and here is what they had to say. All right, I'm Leah Merrill here at the TPC Waste Management Open. I'm here with Scotty Upshaw and Shane O'Brien of the Missing Curfew podcast. Just a couple questions. How do you feel about the Arizona Coyotes potentially playing in an arena with fewer seats than the 16th hole right here at the Waste Management Open? I mean, I think the 16th hole now is like the Super Bowl, so uh, you can't feel that bad. <laughs> this, this sort of attraction right now for sports is incredible. What's going on with the Phoenix Coyotes is eh, some people have mixed mixed feelings. I think right now it's good. Um, why not move them to Tempe, get the fans around here kind of getting that vibe of like, well, yeah, if they're in downtown Phoenix or you know near, near ASU or in Scottsdale, this whole thing works. I experienced that when I played here. Uh, I always wanted the rink to be down here in Scottsdale where there's more people, there's more fun. Um, you know, you can drink and do your thing like this. So I'm actually for it. Yeah, I mean, from the player's perspective, um, there's a word we don't like called escrow. So if you ask the players around the league about escrow, they're probably not thrilled. But um, all the things up be said about the players being, you know, in Tempe and um, with a better atmosphere, I think that's a good idea. But, um, yeah, it doesn't sound perfect 5,000 feet arena, but we'll see how it works out. It'll be good atmosphere. Yeah, and I think pretty sure that was coffee in their cup. Yeah, for what sure. Time? Pretty sure. <laughs> and you know what he said, too? They had just come from Vegas for the All-Star game. Oh, no. He said to, uh, about four IV bags to get to the Waste Management Open. It's amazing. And also, yeah, Charles said in the comments, $1 to the Phoenix Jar, Scotty. Come on. Phoenix Coyotes. I know. I know, but when he played here, it was. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's good. And I, and I think, again, there are, there are going to be mixed feelings about this for years to come. The Canadian media is going to beat it up, saying they shouldn't be there, shouldn't have a team. It's going to happen. Let's just wait. It's brand new. Let's let them enjoy it. I can't wait to go. I can't wait. I know. Our, our press passes sit at Gila River every night, and you and I never go. Yeah. We're going. We're going all the time. We're going to Tempe. I can't wait. Yeah. I cannot can't wait. can't wait. All in. Well, the Waste Management Open we talked about being this week and this weekend, and that tournament always coincides with super bowl weekend and i cannot believe it's already here i'm so excited i love the super bowl i love who what is your favorite like food at the super bowl at a super bowl party at a super bowl party is i don't don't know five layer dip for me is it to me like that's the only time of year i'll eat not that i have anything against five layer dip but to me i like chili cheese dip yeah Yeah. that's a football thing for me for sure the chili cheese dip all right all in um, let us know what you love to eat at your Super Bowl parties. But if you want to mix it up and make it even more fun, you can bet on Super Bowl 56. And in honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team in the Super Bowl. So bet just $5 or more. Get 280 in free bets if your team wins. If you're not a new customer, you can bet on Super Bowl 56 props instead. There are such obscure props. It is so funny. Like, there was one, who will the MVP winner thank first in their speech? Seriously. And one of them is like God, one of the teammates, owner, wow. family. You can literally bet on who. The, I just think it's so fascinating, so cool. Um, there is going to be a almost hour-long PHNX Daily Bets Super Bowl special airing this Sunday at 3 o'clock. So tune in for that because um, and there's I'm on there, Sean's on there. We got a lot of people involved in that one. So check that out. Um, 
for some prop and pick action. So be sure to sign up with the promo code PHNX. Get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet $5. Get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Sean, our resident better yeah. <laughs> DraftKings pick of the week. It's going to be something with the Super Bowl. I don't know if it's a pick or a prop. Sean, what is your DraftKings pick of the week? Okay, so originally I was going to do just just a money line because I'm a little coward sometimes. Um, I'm going to get go out on the limb. And I'm going to give you a prop. Um this is one that a lot of people, I think both Shane and Johnny are on. So if if you don't like it, blame them, not me. <laughs> um, but it's it's Odell Beckham Jr. over receiving yards. I believe it's at 49 and a half right now. Um, the Bengals secondary, they have Eli Apple at their corner, who is arguably the worst corner in football, burnt toast. Um, and the wide receiving core for the Rams is just really stacked. So I have a feeling that they're all going to kind of go off um, and – OBJ just tends to hit that, so I like that one a lot. But um, tune into the the Bet Super Bowl show, and you'll have more of those lovely picks from me and the me and the gang. And you know what else you'll see when you watch that show? Sean and Shane had to bleach their hair as part of a bet that they lost. Yes. So it just goes to show that they own up to like they put a lot on the line for these picks. It's just uh, it is a true statement. I'm, just, I'm, just I'm not doing anything to my hair. Like no. we're not doing that. No. And Craig unfortunately not the camera <laughs> is not working for Sean. That's what he says. But if you want to go and look at Sean's hair, go back to the PHNX Sun Devils live show from this afternoon. You can see Sean and Shane's hair. Sean it is Shane. Insane. Tell us what you think. Um, but as a reminder for the DraftKings Sportsbook app, as always, it's 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. We just got the Craig is in the elevator text. But before he gets here, there's also another Another event, event this weekend. This weekend. It's just a huge weekend I'll make this sports. quick. Because this is a plug for but me. This it's like is a exciting. shameless this plug. This is exciting. A shameless plug for another event this weekend. It happens to be a hockey event tomorrow afternoon out at Oceanside Arena. It's the Arizona State High School Hockey Championship between the Pinnacle Pioneers and the Notre Dame Saints. Ironically enough, these two teams have combined for 10 of the last 18 championships. Wow. One of these two teams has won. So this is this is the rivalry of the state of Arizona and hockey. And they have asked me to be the hockey analyst in the booth tomorrow night. So I'll be in the press box calling this game, and it'll be on YouTube, and I'll tweet out the links, and we can talk about it next week. So Pinnacle and Notre Dame, it's going to be a heck of a hockey game. So something else going on in the world Just of hockey. if you didn't have enough sports fix this weekend, Yeah, <laughs> so right from the golf to the high school hockey to the Super Bowl. I love it. I love sports weekends like that. There's yeah. really nothing. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's nothing better. My high school um, has won it before. Horizon, go Huskies, always. Yeah, they had a Pinnacle, tough one. Pinnacle's Horizon's rival, and I know your son went there, but I saw a hard time. But Horizon was one of the favorites coming into this, and Notre Dame beat that. And did we talk about that on air or after? No, I don't think we talked about it. I tell you what, well, let's set that. And this is any sports fan who watch anything. The game is tied 3-3 three to three with under a minute to go. Notre Dame gets a penalty shot, misses, 20 seconds to go. They miss the penalty shot. Horizon scores with 10 seconds left in the game. 10 seconds. They're leading, 4-3. to three. It's over, right? 10 seconds. Game's over. Notre Dame wins the center ice faceoff, goes down to the other end, ties the game with one second on the clock, and wins it in overtime. It was bananas. Unbelievable. And I know 
Like, go on YouTube and watch it if you don't believe it. It's, it was an amazing sporting event. I don't care the level of sports. When you see that kind of competition and that kind of excitement in a game, that's what sports is about. I don't care. If, they're not playing for money. They're not playing for their university. They're playing for the high school. And it was amazing. And that's true sports for me. And we talk about it at the Olympics, and we're sitting watching the ticker. It's USA versus Canada right now. It's not... You know, Sidney Crosby against Austin Matthews this year and McDavid. It's a bunch of people that, that most aren't household names. The Americans are winning three to two. Andy Mealy on the Former special. Coyote Andy Mealy. Former Coyote Dan Winnick got an assist for the Canadian team. So again, it's about competition. And I, I that's a great game. It's three two. Three two Americans versus Canadians. I love it. That's fantastic. And it just wait. in time. And Just I can't wait for, for the wo- I can't wait for the women's games too. I know. I, I tell you, and I'm stuck on the curling, but that's me. Yeah, cur- literally every day this week, PD comes. Oh, I've I know, been watching curling? curling all day. I know it's unreal. You're not watching. Can't believe it. <laughs> women are three and zero right now. Curling is the women. best Olympic sport. The women are three and zero right now, and the American men's got squeaked one out today, and they're two and one. Dialing? How about that one American guy with the long hair? We'll be. Um, oh, I know. He's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and Tats, loving it. Oh my gosh! And also, while we're waiting for Craig, another note is that the Roadrunners won tonight, three to one. David Tendick in net, just his second. Well, he came in relief. Relief. The other day, stop seven of seven, seven, of seven in relief. Almost had the shutout tonight. So yeah. this was his first AHL start. Yeah. And I mean, a 3-1 game, that's a great showing. And he him. had a shutout through 55 minutes. So good opportunity for him yeah. with Prozatov um, called up to the Coyotes. So yeah, really, David Tendix, a guy we talked about getting, just let, let's see what he can do. And now we're finally getting to see what he can do. He's given up one goal in, in I don't know, if he had 17 minutes, I think, the last game. So, you know, it's 77 minutes, he's given up one goal. Good on him. And it's good to see them get a big win in Colorado today, too, for the Roadrunners. And that's something else this show is going to do by the end of the month. We're all going to take a trip down, literally, literally down, down the, the I-10, I-10, not just PD and I going like yeah. this in our seats. We are going down the I-10 <laughs> and checking in with the Roadrunners. We're going to go at a game down in Tucson, so we're looking forward to that. There's a lot of stuff coming up on PHNX over the next uh, you know, couple of months. Definitely. Um, well, Craig is in the eternal elevator. Yeah, this... <laughs> My God. Well, we'll finish up on the game then. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, we will. So there were, there were, we'll say that bright spots. I thought Vegmelka started off shaky. I thought, I thought he was sliding around Not too much. Not as great Didn't as Didn't see other the pucks. Guy. I thought a couple of pucks beat him clean. There were wrist shots from the top of the circle. So I don't think it was one of his best games. Uh, I will go to the other side of the puck though. Galchenyuk, Keller, Schmaltz. Yeah, that's the kind of game we need to have. Like from them, and I so the offensive upside we take away those those little personal. Did anybody do something special? That's what you look for in a game that you lose against one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. So this is okay. This is okay having a four three loss against one of the best teams in the league. Definitely. All right. Here he is, and of course, here we go. it's time. I love that so much. Craig. What's up, guys? Welcome in, Craig. So that wasn't so oh, bad. Did, can we show Craig our new presents? Oh, yeah. Look, Craig. Look what Aaron got us. <laughs> you have one, too. Yeah, we got our I Am Beer are. shirts. It's in the office next to the Girl Scout cookies you ordered. Yeah, I could definitely embrace that shirt. I like that. Thanks. I am wow, beer. that's from Slindy? From yeah, Slindy she was Aaron in town. Nine. Yeah. Nice. That's great. 
I'm yep. definitely gonna spot. Yeah, I'm gonna wear one of those. Well, so Craig. Sweet. Who did you get tonight post game? We've already kind of hashed it out saying this is a moral victory. We'll take 4-3 with a pulled goalie playing right till the end against one of the best teams in the East. Yeah, and 3 and 4 too, right? With the travels, so tough assignment playing the two-time cup champs. We talked to uh Clayton Keller and uh Anton Strawman cuz he obviously played for Tampa for a, a good long time and talked about how how they they had trouble matching their speed early on um and and Andre talked about how there's just no space against this team. One of the things that I think gets lost about the Lightning with all their skill and speed is how big they are. I think last season they were actually the biggest team in the league. They lost some small guys, added some bigger guys. This is a tough team to play against. The thing that I, I noticed the most about Tampa tonight, their back pressure is unbelievable. There really is no chance to get clean entries into the zone. Their forwards get back. Their, their defense steps up. They do a really good job. This is still obviously a very, very cup-worthy team. Well, Craig, you had written that article a few weeks ago about the New York Rangers and their version of their rebuild, if you will. And there was a time where the Tampa Bay Lightning were not the team they are today, two-time Stanley <laughs> Cup champions back-to-back. And you wrote a story today. It's up on gophnx.com, kind of outlining how Tampa came to be today and there's a list, and Sean, um, can we pull it up? This is players that the Lightning drafted. So here's some names on there. Steven Stamkos, Alex Kalorn, Victor Hedman, Andre Palat, Andre Vasileski, Braden Point, Anthony Torelli, Matthew Joseph. Like, the list goes on. Yeah. Those are players they drafted. Yeah, it's – and I talked to Daryl Plandowski for the story. Of course, he was the head scout in Tampa – for a lot of those picks, he came in very early in the process, the season after they drafted Steven Stamkos, number one overall. Um, but there wasn't much else in the cupboard at the time. They uh, they added a lot of pieces through the draft. They found a lot of pieces after the first round, which is really notable because that's, I mean, that's the dream for a scouting staff. And part of the key there is having the picks, which is something Bill Armstrong has obviously done here, accumulating a lot of picks. You give your scouting staff better odds through sheer numbers to hit on some of those picks. But man, when you look at some of the players that they have found after the first round, after the second round, it's unbelievable the players they have that have added to the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning's two-time, uh, two, two cup championship teams. And that gives the, the fans here some hope. And, and with the draft picks that this team has built up over the next few years, seeing how going from struggling to Stanley Cup champions. It, it truly does come through the draft. And this is a great example does. of it because Plandowski has been a part of what they did in Tampa. Now he's a part of what they're trying to do here. So that's encouraging and it gives fans hope for the future. No question. And listen, you, you still have to execute on the picks. We all know that. They're still working with 17 and 18-year-old kids, which makes the NHL draft much harder than the other pro sports. But again... You've got a lot of experienced scouts here. Um, again, the, the best scouting staff I've ever seen for the Coyotes. And you've also got a GM who's really cut his teeth in this business, and, he, and he's accumulating the assets. He's accumulating the picks to give them a chance. So we'll see how it goes, but certainly the Tampa Bay Lightning would be the model that the Coyotes would want to follow. 
Definitely. And that's a, a team that if the Coyotes emulate them, I'm yeah. okay with it. Um, if you want to check out that story, you can do so at gophnx.com. Become a member, sign up. If you sign up for a year, you get a shirt. If you want to just do month to month, you can just try your first month for 50 cents, access to the members only discord, members deals on merchandise, um, so much more. So become part of the family. Also, Valentine's Day is Monday. So if you have a significant oh, other shit. who love sports and you're trying to think of what to get them, why not gift them a PHNX membership or something from the PHNX locker if you you need some ideas. Um, here's an underrated part of tonight's game that we haven't talked about, but I'm glad we're doing it now that Craig's here. Yesterday, we had the drummer for Jimmy Eat World, Zach Lind, on our show. If you haven't checked it out, do so either here on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we made the argument that the Coyotes need to play more Jimmy Eat World songs at their games. They just don't do it enough on for an Arizona-based band. And tonight, what did we hear, Craig, at sweetness. the game in the third period? Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World. And right after that, the Coyotes had a flurry at the net and had, like, sh- shot opportunities. Coincidence? It's clearly the key. It, it is you, the did, key. Did you did you see his response when I when I noted that they tweeted it supposed to be a victory song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Listen, one thing at a time. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, but it's, it was cool. It was cool to hear the song. Yeah, it definitely was. So check that one out. We had a lot of fun doing that one yesterday. Um, any other takeaways? Well, I just want to see what, what Craig said. If Andre said anything about what their thoughts are going into oh, this yeah. break, does this give them time to work on some things, specifically the power play that we've seen kind of struggle over the last week or so? Um, does this give them time to work on things over these next nine days? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, they're going to give them some rest as well. Uh, I know they practice tomorrow, but then he's going to give them Super Bowl Sunday off and the day after Super Bowl Sunday off, which is probably a wise move because a lot of guys will be enjoying the game. But yeah, after that, they'll they'll get down to business and they'll work on some of the things that they need to work on. Um, I'm sounding funky in my own headset. Am I sounding funky to you guys too? Nope. nope. It's oh, just li- living in just your me. head, Craig, must be a strange place to begin with. <laughs> Buddy, so, you have no idea. Yeah. So just saying. No, it's all you sound great. It's all good. Did you guys see the clip of Anton Strauman? They had uh, they set up a camera in the tunnel, PD, on the way out to the uh, ice. And a, and a bunch of guys were walking past that, and they they were asking them, I think, like for their picks for the Super Bowl or just comments on the Super Bowl. Anton Strawman walks past, leans into the camera, and says, "American football sucks." <laughs> oh my wow. God! Wow. Strawman, what it takes? The last question I asked him tonight was what he was going to do with his break, and did that include watching American football? So I, I think he thought not many people saw it, but but not a lot. Of people. <laughs> I think a lot of people probably did. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to. One thing, Craig, that we mentioned long. earlier that I, I know we don't want to be repetitive here, but I wanted, in case you missed it, did you see David Tendick play for the Roadrunners tonight and had a shutout through the first 55 minutes of that game? So combined with his seven save, um, complete seven saves in, in seven shots last game in relief, he had carried a shutout to the last four and a half minutes in Colorado, did end up breaking that shutout. Um, the Roadrunners did win three to one, but Tendick... Uh, yeah, good, good on him. Yeah, and he's been dying for an opportunity, right? Just just buried in the ECHL for so long. And you, you don't hear a lot about him or what they think about him. And again, when you don't get opportunity, you can't show what you're capable of. It's a small sample, obviously, right now, but good for him. Yeah, hopefully he'll get some more opportunities down there. Obviously, Tucson 
Tucson has had a lot of defections to the Coyotes over over the course of the last several weeks. So maybe he'll get some more opportunities as we go along here. Yeah, a lot. And we'll have to watch Tank Watch over the Coyotes break. This is chances for teams to make up games. Very true. And yep. Charles just said Seattle won in regulation. Seattle right? won four three over the Ducks in wow. Anaheim. They yeah. came back, too. They were down. That's good for them. Wow. And Montreal's at home against the Blue Jackets. Maybe get a little Martin St. Louis love from them. Did, so we'll see. Did Edmonton end up winning tonight, They too? won tonight 3-1 to one over the Islanders in Jay Woodcroft's debut. And gives me some hope because Jay and I were both video coaches at the same time. And on his career went this way. He's now a head coach in the National Hockey League. And you're wearing a shirt. And I'm that wearing says, a shirt that says beer. "I am beer." I have people obsessed with your shins. <laughs> huh? Huh? Career's a funny thing, Craig. <laughs> funny thing. No, but no, we'll see how long that Oilers bump lasts. I think we talked about that on the show several times. That new coach gives you a bump, but we've seen in Vancouver that bump is long gone. So we'll see how long it lasts in Edmonton. We'll see what it does to Montreal. Um, And and again, we'll we'll readdress almost daily where this tank watch goes, which leads us to some of the things we're doing for next week. Yeah, so even though next week there are no games until Saturday, we still will have two live shows during the week and two audio episodes. And one of those live shows, well, we're excited about both. But one of them, the first one, is going to be with Chris Peters, who's a draft expert. Like, nobody's more dialed in than him. So looking ahead to the draft and prospects that Coyotes fans should really keep their eye on, especially with the number of picks the Coyotes are going to have, whether or not they pick first or second, but just throughout. So that should be a really interesting one. That's going to be Tuesday at at 9 a.m., live on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. So be sure to tune in for that one. I'm really excited. Yeah, to I am to too. It, yeah, it, I, I told Chris that he was going to be on screen too. It's going to be a live show. So I told him to wear pants or at least a <laughs> shirt. So Wait, is I mean, that you, know, you technically don't have to wear pants if you're sitting at a table. Well, we already know that given the guy we work with. <laughs> that's what some people say. But I don't know. I can't prove it. But, but again, that's a great show. And it, it goes right to the rebuild reminder what the hell the plan is what are they doing here and he's going to be the guy that can tell us who's worth it out there for going through this miserable season what's at the end of the tunnel and we have to go beyond Shane Wright we have to because we're talking about a team that has eight picks in those first two rounds what does the remainder of this draft look like what you know some names we want to know but is it a deep draft is it a you know it's a great draft for defensemen it's a I'm really excited to hear what he has to say to help shape the future of this club and are Leah, we are we gonna are we gonna promote what's Thursday or I was we, just gonna say that are we teasing? Are we, yeah, we can. We are can. we teasing the other show? Let's do it, Craig. Why don't you tell everyone what's happening Thursday? So I think everybody knows by now who Butterpick Krause is. He's a celebrity. I like to think I had a small hand in making him a celebrity a few years ago when I wrote about uh, a lot of the Coyotes' dogs, including Petey's dogs. Petey's dogs were featured in that story. <laughs> they as were. Well. Yeah, but. In, in the, uh, the the subsequent years, apparently, Shane and Andrea Doan got a Frenchie as well, named Theo. Bill Armstrong and his wife, Kyla, got a dog named Stanley, appropriately, for the Stanley Cup, also a Frenchie. And as uh, Lawson Krause's significant other, Claire Stewart, told me, the, the Agostas Bears are apparently collectors. They have three French Bulldogs. <laughs> I think only one of them might may be making an appearance. But we're going to have a show with French Bulldogs on the show. I think it's going to be in studio. I think that's the plan right now unless we we come up with something else last minute. But uh, 
we're gonna have French bulldogs on the show. We're, it, the whole show is gonna be about. And I'm not picking up shit, and I mean that <laughs> literally. Like that's literally. I'm not. No, I'll be here. I'll talk to dogs and I'll pet dogs, but I'm not cleaning up. Just letting everybody know ahead of time. I don't know whose job that's gonna be, but it's not gonna be mine. Just throwing it out. Craig. I organized the show. I guess it should fall on me. <laughs> okay, just, just saying. I'm excited I'll, for that one. I love the, the desert dog show, if you will. The desert That's dog a good show. One. Exactly. Brilliant. Exactly. I was going to say the Frenchie connection. Well, Craig, get home and start your weekend. Um, it's football weekend for all of us, yep. too, right? So get Fun home. weekend. I'm definitely looking forward to it. <laughs> all right, off. Craig. Thanks for joining and drive safe. All right, guys. We'll see you. All right. Talk to you, Craig. Bye, Craig. I am going to try that. Can I try that? Try what? That. Yeah, you can try it. The people are asking. I know. That's why I want to try it. And if it doesn't work, we'll say it doesn't work. Is that fair? Yeah, that's fine. Try okay, because we talked about Petey's Puck, Petey's Puck Talk. We talk about it. We try to learn hockey while we're here, and we try to do things. And unfortunately, technology is involved, and it's hard to come up with these still pictures and draw all the time. So we're going to try something. And if we can't see it, we're going to stop trying it, <laughs> and then it'll be the end of the show. But we are going to try to teach something today. Now, is it better tilted, or is it better... I don't I want to stay away from the light, right? You can see the red numbers at least. This is the game-winning goal. And the game-winning goal to me is a neutral zone play. The Coyotes play what's called a 1-1-3. And the idea of the 1-1-3 is to have three players across the blue line that protects three lanes of the ice. That's why you have a 1-1-3. You have three players across the blue line, protects the blue line, and does not give up any chances through the middle of the ice. That's a 1-1-3. What happens on this play? Steven Stamkos is right here. He's going through the middle of the ice. And I don't know if you can see it. If you can't, just listen at home. <laughs> Tampa takes the puck up the ice. They take it up the sidewall, which is great. Jacob Chikrin has the left lane covered. That's his job. Protect the left lane. Everything's fine. Right now, Nick Schmaltz's job is to protect the middle lane, the middle of the ice. But... Usually, it's a defenseman in the middle of the ice. This time, it's a forward. This is where the problem comes in. So Nick Schmaltz follows the puck to the wall, leaving his lane, the middle of the ice, where he is supposed to be protecting the 1-1-3, the three across. He leaves it to go chase the puck because in their system, the left lane is usually a forward. This time, it's a defenseman. Schmaltz goes to that lane which leaves the middle of the ice wide open for Steven Stamkos, who gets a breakaway and shoots and scores. It's a 1-1-3 that the Coyotes did not execute <laughs> properly. They left the middle of the ice open. I hope you can see it. If you can't, and when you're driving your car tomorrow morning, you can't see it either. So you just need to protect. The job of a 1-1-3 is to protect your three lanes, the middle lane, the right lane, and the left lane. Protect your three lanes. It stops speedy, quick teams from getting through the neutral zone quickly. And that's the purpose of a 1-1-3. That felt so authentic. I loved that on the whiteboard. We'll try and find a way so it's like so a little see it more better, visible. Right? But that was really cool. Okay. I like that. And people are asking, should I be taking notes? <laughs> I know. There we keep saying there's going to be a test at the end of this. <laughs> and we think you're kidding. But by playoffs, there will be tests. So that's a we'll we'll diagram a one one three better, and we're actually we're we're still working on trying to get this to be a video segment yeah. where we teach some stuff, and maybe we will teach the one one three. Well, wrapping up, the Coyotes are now off. Well, they practice a little bit, but no games until next Saturday. Um, nice little break for everyone. 
LA Kings next Saturday. LA having a surprisingly good season, 24-16 and 7. They're 5-3 and 2 in their last 10, third in the Pacific. I know we're kind of skipping ahead, but we always talk about the upcoming game. What what do you think about You know, this is a team that's interesting with it. They've got a mix of veterans because you've still got Drew Doughty, you got Kopitar, Kempe, names that are familiar to people in the Valley, but you've got guys like Quinton Byfield and Lazat, and you've got this young speed that's bringing this new energy to this team. It's a good hockey team. I, I don't think their rebuild is a little bit ahead of where the Coyotes' rebuild is. I don't think they saw this being a playoff team this year. I still think they thought they were a year or two away. I think so, too. But they're there right now, and I tell you what, they play fast, they play heavy, they're going to be a tough team for the Coyotes to deal with. But anytime you play a Phoenix area team versus an L.A. team, you never know what's going to happen. So Very beat true. L.A. Beat L.A. And that's kind of how I feel about this weekend, too, um, with the Super Bowl. Um, so be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app this weekend with the Super Bowl. Um, and lastly, let's just pull up the punch card, see where we're leaving off. We got seven days off here. So this is where we're leaving it. I feel good about the progress that's We're getting been close. made. I see I can see the end. Coyotes are at 12 32 and 4 at this point. So. We're almost there. There's a PD sigh for the road. <laughs> um, thank you everyone for tuning in. We will be back next week with those live shows that we mentioned Tuesday and Thursday. We'll have audio shows throughout the week. We'll be back for our post-game show next Saturday on the PHNX Sports YouTube. Check out the full interview with Scotty Upshaw and Shane O'Brien on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel as well. It's just a few minutes, but it was really fun to talk to them. Um, Like, subscribe, review, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow at PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter. The next... Milestone is 3,000, and Petey will do a TikTok. Oh, yeah, and yeah, we'll see. I'm not going to say it, but we were looking at some TikToks tonight that Petey said he would do, and it's maybe better than dancing. <laughs> what was that what I was drinking? When, when I'm, I you were, your sparkling water from Sprouts? Yeah, I yeah, know. I'm not drinking, drinking. You're right. Um, I know the day we're wearing the I Am Beer shirt, we're not even having I beer. Know. It's late. But there'll be enough beer had this weekend for Super Bowl, I think. Um, thank you, everyone. For tuning in. I think that's everything. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, have a good weekend, everyone. Have a good Super Bowl. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. And enjoy your weekend.